0: Hello and welcome everybody to yet another edition, another episode, another issue, whatever you want to call it, of Nerdstash presents the Longbox Hunters. I am your host, your resident, you know, Emerald Gladiator, Tristan Benz, alongside with uh my trusty Pooser, Drew Garrison. Drew, how you doing today?
1: I like the fact that you use Poozer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's I'm Green Lantern, we,
0: I gotta call somebody a pooser.
1: Gotta call somebody a Poozer. and when we it comes to Green Lantern, me. I'm definitely a Poozer compared to you.
0: I mean, you know what, Drew? Everybody is. You know, not not to, not to toot my own horn, but uh, come on, come on. I mean, I'm the Green Lantern guy, that's my thing. But, that's spoiling what we're gonna talk about today. Then again, if people were able to read the title, you know, I assume they know we're talking about Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. We'll get into that later. First, got to ask our two, you know, little preamble questions that we always go over. So, Drew, what comics or graphic novels have you been reading in your personal life? Just, you know, just for the fun of it. Not for the show, just because you want to read some good shit. Or bad shit.
1: I wanted to read something that I haven't read in a while and see if I thought differently of it. It's called Thor the World Engine. Uh, Mm. Yeah, old old 90s comic. Or I think it's the 90s. If it's not the 90s, it is very 90s aesthetic but uh yeah wanted to read that one and uh (laughs) tristan if you could see if you haven't read it the character designs alone will make you go what
0: is that the one is that where thor got the the costume where like his titties were out and he had like the the leather straps and all the chains and whatnot
1: no chains but he did have but he did have his titties out
0: I mean, hold on. Now I gotta. Now I gotta Google. So, did your feelings about Thor's the World Engine change? Ah, uh, reading it.
1: It is a fun story. It's heavily flawed, though. Ah,
0: uh, okay. See, this is a. So, this is just him shirtless. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I was thinking of there. I was thinking of a different, different Thor titties out costume. But we love it when Thor's got the titties out.
1: Like sometimes we just need some man candy.
0: Sometimes you need some some man candy. But continue.
1: Yeah, so it is it is heavily it is like it's got some flaws in it, but it's still a fun read. It also is one of those thor moments that I kind of wish was brought up more because whenever someone says like Thor isn't a, Thor is uh isn't as strong as the Hulk, I'd be like the Hulk needs to get on Thor's level. <laughs> Cuz this is like one of Thor's probably greatest feats in this comic and everything. And because it's just in this obscure four issue series, it's not talked about a lot, but Thor literally has to take the whole weight of the world tree and the universes attached to it and just hold it back before it can destroy itself.
0: That's a pretty big that's a pretty big feat. That's pre- that sounds that sounds pretty heavy. You know, I'm not a I'm not a bodybuilder myself, but that does sound like quite a lot of weight.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't have his full power at the moment, so
0: oh he doesn't have the the belt or you know he doesn't belt he has the belt of strength whatever it's called
1: nope he he only has mjolnir and odin has pretty much given his powers to uh who was it at the time i think it was oh was this when
0: thunder thunderstrike was doing his thing yes bro i love thunderstrike never read a single thunderstrike book but i just find (laughs) his outfit and his ponytail really entertaining It Uh, is. as for what have i been reading well i think last time we talked i was you know, going through a bunch of old Wonder Woman stuff, I was on the William Mesner lobes and, and John Byrne runs. Uh, since then, I have now, to my knowledge, at least according to DC Universe Infinite, I've now read every Wonder Woman issue, well, Wonder Woman Volume 2, I guess, which was between Crisis on Infinite Earths up until Flashpoint. So I've read all that. Uh, wow, a lot of that I'd already read. Everything after Infinite Crisis I'd already read because I already owned that. But I then you went through one, and, of
1: favorite, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite issues where she fights some Medusa.
0: Let's oh, of course Greg Rucka, like the goat. We love the it. goat. Um, so I'm gonna read a lot of that. Picked up a lot of stuff at Dragon Con. You know, a little Gotham Central, little Swamp Thing. Um, you know, just just uh, I've been trying to try to hit some classics. And I started reading Spawn uh so very 90s in in this uh in this household right now but (laughs) we are also going to be getting 90s on this podcast because we are talking about one of the one of dc's big stories from the 90s after i asked drew what's his random comic or continuity fact that cracks him up
1: okay so this is so this is one of my favorites and since you mentioned wonder woman this one just came into my head because he's one of my favorite characters Wonder Woman has a bull but has a minotaur butler. Uh, and his name is Ferdinand. Uh, dude is a vegetarian, he is one of Wonder Woman's best friends, and he also had a relationship with one of Wonder Woman's uh other friends as
0: well. No, but he worked um, at the uh the Themysciran embassy with him. Yep. Can't remember I, her name either, but
1: Yeah, but um one of my fa one of my favorite characters, Ferdinand. Don't know why. He's just, I, I guess he's just, just a fun, fun. guy. It's just yeah. fun. This
0: is a fun character. It's fun to see Wonder Woman hanging out with mythological shit, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this is normal to her. She wouldn't bat an eye at a Minotaur. Uh, shout out to Ferdinand. Bring shout him back. Shout out to Ferdinand. Hope to, hope Tom King brings him back in the new Wonder Woman run. Um, and actually, I'm going to save my random comic fact for the uh, synopsis because it, it ties into that. So. Everyone, you've read the title, or you've heard us hinting about it. Maybe you just come in blind. Maybe you're just like, oh, new episode's uploaded, I'm not even going to read the title. i just going to click it, and I respect it. I respect the commitment. I respect the, uh, the temerity, the audacity, if you will. Um, <laughs> so we are, <laughs> if you haven't read the title, we are talking today about Green Lantern, Emerald Twilight, by Ron Mars and Daryl Banks. And this little synopsis thrown together, you know, from uh, Wikipedia as per usual. So, Emerald Twilight is a 1994 comic book story told in Green Lantern Volume 3, numbers 48 through 50, written by Ron Mars, drawn by Daryl Banks, and published by DC Comics, chronicling Hal Jordan's descent into madness as Parallax, and introducing a new Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, who then gained a significant fan following, and to many folks, he is still their number one Green Lantern. Emerald Twilight was collected as a trade paperback collection in 1994, reprinting the entire three-issue story arc in one volume as Green Lantern Emerald Twilight with cover art by Tony Harris. Here's where my fun fact comes in. Went to high school with Tony Harris' kid. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. There you go. Wow. Look at that. It's a small world. Small world. Anywho, this series was later collected again in 2003 as Green Lantern Emerald Twilight New Dawn which reprinted, you know, the aforementioned issues 48 through 50, and also issues 51 through 55, detailing the origins of Kyle Rayner. And these early stories of Rayner becoming the new Lantern were featuring cover art by Alan Davis and Mark Farmer, but it still was the same creative team of Ron Mars and Daryl Banks in the actual issue itself. And if you can't find any of these trade paperbacks anywhere, the story arc is also available on DC Universe Infinite. Which people should have, because it's a good service. And everyone should have Marvel Unlimited, too. It's, it's a much cheaper way to read comics than, you know, buying all the graphic novels and single issues like we do.
1: But I also want to shout out to the colorist, Steve Mattson, because whenever you... Well, he... shout out to Steve Matson, Oh, yeah. It's like, one of the hardest color... I think one of the hardest color things to do back in the day was work on Green Lantern, where most mm. everything was green. So you had to be very careful with what shades and stuff you picked.
0: And I tell you what, he's picking the right shades. Even for the non-green things, we'll get into it later. But even the way he colors like Sinestro, like I love that Magenta they use for Sinestro—it's it's it's great. But let's not waste any time. Let's get into our general discussion right quick. Drew, how you feel about Green Lantern: Emerald Twilight?
1: It it is a mixed bag in my heart. I think it is a really good story, but it deals with a but it deals with one of the things that is always a mixed bag whenever I'm a part of it. The hero turns bad guy. Mm. It's like, like, from the way that they put it and the timing of doing this, it's like, yeah, okay, I can see how going off the deep end, if he ever could, right here, right now, when he literally loses everything. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I don't know if I like how Jordan is a bad guy. It's just, it, it's, like that mix, it's like that mixed feeling that you get when like you see a, ca- a character that you've seen go through Helen back and then it's like oh no he fa- this is the one point he falls and everything it's like it's hard to accept
0: understandable understandable and just for the record uh, i think this episode will probably be similar to our iron man extremis episode where we're gonna talk full spoilers but there's not really much to spoil because you just learned the entire story just in the brief synopsis how jordan goes bad yeah The that and then kyle's the new green lantern like that's 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 really it um but as for what you're saying about it feels it feels a bit sudden for sure i get what you mean with that where it's like okay yeah if he's gonna if he's gonna go bad i guess now would be the time but you know it is it is a bit of a shift from before it's just like oh yes, he's the greatest green lantern of all like he's you know one of you know the the premier heroes of of the earth everyone loves him and now he's like i I'm, I'm gonna beat your ass guardians uh, that being said, <laughs> when he does decide to, once he's like evil, like by the end of that issue, it's like, oh, I'm in. I'll admit, I like evil Hal Jordan. And I say that as someone who's number one Hal Jordan fan. Like I've got yeah. a, a a shrine to Hal Jordan to my right in my office. I even just recently bought from uh, the DC Multiverse McFarlane Toys line a Parallax Hal Jordan figure. I'm very excited about it. I've just got him posed up and it, it's, it's, it's great.
1: Um I'm I'm honestly a little jealous right now.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, go on Amazon.com and get one for yourself. Um But no, I also it's weird because I don't necessarily think I have mixed feelings about the story. I think I just in general like it, but I can understand like I get why people have mixed feelings on it. And it's really it's an inter this is why I want to talk about because it, it's such an interesting little microcosm of continuity because at the time this was just straight up, oh, Hal Jordan's bad now. Like the end. And looking at it from that perspective, it's like, yeah, okay, that is really, really sudden. Like, yeah, damn. He just he just snapped like that. But then, you know, as as we were coming, by the time we started reading comics, like Hal Jordan was Green Lantern again. He'd had Green Lantern Rebirth. It was there was the retcon of like, oh, actually Parallax was this psychic emotional entity that possessed him and turned him evil and that retcon when you keep that in mind makes this story that much more interesting well i shouldn't say more interesting but interesting in a different way where it's like oh okay well there are pieces here that you know make sense with this is to to where we see Hal now and yeah. this story went on to become such a major piece of just Hal jordan's character arc over the course of the last well, he's been back for oh man, he's been back for almost twenty years at this yep. point. Yep, yep. Which is weird to say. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, and I'm sure we'll get into it more when we get to you know our, our specific questions. But overall, I really enjoy this story. I think even though Kyle Rayner's only in like on three pages. Uh, yeah. It's also just a very funny introduction to Kyle. It's like, oh yeah, he's just a guy. <laughs> like he's just he's just chilling. He's just minding his own <laughs> business. It's like, hey bitch, here's a ring. He's like, oh, what do I do now? And it's like, <laughs> all right, great. It's great. It's a great launching point for someone who, if they're, it it's odd because you know normally when you're like, oh, how do I get into whatever character, you wouldn't necessarily start with, all right, well let's give someone the book where the Green Lantern Corps gets destroyed, but if someone wants to get into the Green Lantern mythos, I, there's probably three, three books that I would recommend. One Green Lantern, far sector, just cause Ooh, it's a fun yeah. standalone thing. And it's really cool. Uh, and K Jensen and, and Jamal Campbell absolutely crush it on that. And um, you get to two, see it
1: and you get to see the newest Green Lantern in action.
0: Exactly. Two, uh, Green Lantern secret origin. Cause it's an origin, you know, like great, whatever you see how it's origin. And it's, and I, I enjoy it. I love Ivan Re- Rice's art. Um, so that's a, that's a solid intro to Hal, but this story is such a good I wouldn't say back to basics reset for Green Lantern because the basics of Green Lantern, at least for the Silver Age version that became the most popular version, is part of a space space police force uh so boiling it down to just one dude at the end with Kyle isn't a back to basics thing, but it is a a streamlining, a simplification and you get to the end of this story and even though i just read all of kyle rayner's green lantern you know a couple months ago including this uh, this is actually my second time reading this in probably the last i don't know five four months wow yeah but even getting to the end and seeing kyle get the ring you're like oh shit i want to see what happens next it's like wait i just saw what happens like i just finished re-reading this entire series (laughs) um and Kyle does yes. have
1: interesting stories. Like he, is he probably my it's favorite good. Green Lantern to read. Like Hal Jordan is probably my favorite Green Lantern overall. But he, but uh, it comes from reading the comics. Kyle Rayner is my favorite to read, and I'm honestly a little sad that we rarely ever get to see him in other mediums. I think he only appeared in animation once, if I recall. He,
0: he was no, he was in. Well, he appeared in Superman, the animated series. He was in that. Oh, and yeah. And then he, yeah, he yeah, showed up again in, in Justice League Unlimited. But past that. Yeah, I can't think of.
1: Yeah, I count. Anything, I, I think we count other. those two as one just because like they're the same. Yes, yeah, the DC
0: animated universe. It's the same. It's the same character. Yeah. But. Yes. Kyle Rayner. Great. Hal Jordan. Also great. Jon Stewart. Great. Not in this, but great. Guy Gardner, Green Lantern in general is great. So that's yeah. why it's so weird for me as a huge Green Lantern fan to be like, this is one of my favorite Green Lantern stories. And it's how going bad and just killing the most, a lot of the Green Lantern Corps.
1: Also ki- also killing off my favorite non-human Green Lantern. How could you do that, man? Kilowog deserved better.
0: Yeah, he did. But he came back. And I tell you what, it was a real good moment. Real heartbreaking. Real <laughs> yeah. Good, real heartbreaking. But we'll get into that later. First, we got to ask our big three questions or our trinity if you will. Why did we want to talk about the story? I think I'll I'll go first on this one cuz I'm the one who suggested this. Go ahead. Um love Green Lantern, obviously. I've I've mentioned it quite a few times. And this story, even though I I knew what happened in it, but I didn't end up actually reading the issues itself until a few years ago, like long after I was a devoted Green Lantern fan, um, it was still so core to my understanding of how Jordan as a character. Just because, as I mentioned earlier, as we were coming up, like we were in the in the middle of the Jeff Johns run, and the Shadow of Parallax hangs so heavy over that entire series. So even though oh, yeah. I never read these three issues themselves, I knew exactly what happened because they were constantly talking about it, constantly referencing it, um. And as such, I think it's also a very interesting look back, not just at who Hal Jordan was and comparing it to what he is now, but it's an interesting launching point, I think, for questions about DC continuity in general. Because we talk a lot about, you know, oh, they're always rebooting, blah, blah, blah. But DC also great at retcons. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is one of the best, well, I wouldn't say always great. They do retcons a lot. Let's just put it that way. So at a certain you 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 know you you sh- you bat a thousand, you're gonna hit the ball. Uh uh, uh you're, well not that's not even the phrase. What is it? I don't even. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I shouldn't try and make sports analogies. If you step up to the plate and you swing the bat a thousand times, you're gonna hit a few balls. And this is uh, what that is. There we go. See, the sports metaphor worked out. But but I digress. It's just a very interesting logic point for a conversation about DC comics continuity and green lantern continuity in how while retcons are definitely overdone uh well I don't know if I'd yeah I'll say definitely people argue that retcons are overdone and you know there's a, a a lack of originality these days we're just rehashing the same old things but i think when a retcon is done well like this stories eventually retconned I think it can lead some really interesting avenues. So that's why I wanted to talk about this. Just as a springboard for a larger conversation about Green Lantern and DC continuity in general. And also because it's just a good story.
1: I wanted to talk about this one mostly because like it, it is one of the few stories that I feel like is a central focus of a hero gone bad and actually takes the steps to show the hero gone bad. I think a lot of hero gone bad stories really jump the gun, when it comes to it, and don't get me wrong, this one is like again, it's really quick instead yeah, of like a it's a very
0: yeah, it's a very quick turn, but I see what you're saying,
1: yeah, it's like we actually get to see how what's going through his head with uh he turns to the dark side, and it, uh like eventually it would be Recon like yeah, he was technically being manipulated but the Recon also stick. Also, did like say it wasn't all Parallax. It's like it was still him, like going down that path.
0: Yeah, Parallax was still feeding on his emotions.
1: Yeah, so we still had a redemption arc to go through, and honestly, one of my favorite redemption arcs, and my favorite version of the Spectre, by the way. Uh oh, man, yeah. Oh.
0: When are they going to collect that series? Because I have never had the chance to read it all the way through.
1: True that. We need we we need it. It's, it's Come on, not DC. on
0: DC Universe Infinite either. What? Like, come on! You got a series by J.M. DeMatteis and uh, I believe Ryan Sook. Was it Ryan Sook or Adam Hughes? I think it was Ryan Sook. But either way, also Craig Hamilton did some art on a note. Like, come on! Anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll yeah. get into the Specter later.
1: Yeah, but the whole but the whole thing is like I wanted to get into a story that dealt with a with a hero gone bad, especially an established hero, because there is another story I want to talk about that's similar. But it's a bit different. Tristan, I bet you know what I'm talking about just from that. But, I've got an idea, yeah. Yeah, but that's, what, that's the reason I want to talk about it. Also, I'll take any excuse to talk about the Green Lantern Corps because they are just fun to get into. Like, it, you dive into the Green Lantern rabbit hole, you're going to find some stuff that you're going to go, what? But it's also going to be fun. There's a literal living math equation in the Green Lantern Corps.
0: There is there's a planet who's a green lantern. There's a fly Mogo. who's a green lantern, bro. Shout out to Mogwan. Yeah. You know. We got a robot green lantern. You got Stell. You there got a have...
1: squirrel green lantern.
0: You got a deaf green lantern or no, not deaf, a blind green lantern who has no concept of color. So his constructs are all made of sound. Which how does that work? I don't I'm not know. entirely sure. But it's cool. Rotlop fan. Shout out to Rotlop fan. Yeah. to are
1: Rot- there's technically a thing Green Lantern, only he's more of a stone guy. But I always oh, call Hanu. him a- Yeah, Hanu. Bro, yeah. I love Hanu.
0: See Hanu in this. Doesn't go well for him. <laughs> 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 Don't go well for a lot of Green Lanterns in this. Unless you're Hal Jordan, it goes alright for him. He gets what he wants. Yeah. It well is. except for his home being destroyed. But you know, that's not important. Once he once he sets his mind to something, he gets what he wants.
1: Obviously, but, that is Hal Jordan in a nutshell.
0: Exactly. That's part of why I like him. But our follow-up question, our number two question, and I think this is a, a this is a story of which this normally when when we ask this question, it's like, oh well, you know, it's a great example of this character, you know, blah, blah, blah. This I think is one of the stories that has had the biggest impact on the continuity of its universe. Um So the question is, what does a story do for continuity or methods of its universe? You know, we ask it every time.
1: It's pretty much the cascading effect of it changing everything.
0: Yeah, like it still affects Green Lantern to this day. Literally, there were references and flashbacks to this in the Green Lantern um, spinoff issues for the Night Terrors event that just happened last month as we were recording this. So this is still something that is a massive part of the DC Universe. And the retcons that came out of this, you know, a decade later... Revolutionized the Green Lantern corner of the DC universe, which is such a big portion of the DC mythos. Like yeah, that's most of the DC space stuff. Obviously. Yeah, it's like Green Lanterns, and then you got the Legion of Superheroes in the future, and then whatever's Superman is flying around to do in space every now and then, and then you just got Adam Strange and the Hawk people off to the side.
1: Yeah. They really need some Green Lanterns there because they 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 had a guard and ran really. They got they
0: got Green Lanterns. That's that's uh that's Vath, Sarn, and East Mott Cole. Oh, huh? Yeah, they they they're, that that's why it was cool because they are sector partners, but they're from the different planets and different armies, and they hate each other. But then they become homies because you know just they're they they brothers in arms.
1: But I gotta, I gotta find out where they appear in because that, that sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, but those characters wouldn't have been possible if not for this story. Because they rejoin or they join the core as part of the retcon, you know, part of the revival, the rebirth that's <laughs> out of the decade of, of only Kyle. See, it's all connected. This is what we're talking about, people. This is a ma, this thing is a massive impact on DC continuity. It's a, it, it's part of like the big three things, I think, for DC in the 90s, where it's like, this is a dramatic shift. One, death of Superman. There's like, we killed Superman. Now we got all these Superman knockoffs, and I mean that positively, because that's what they were at—Superboy and and Steel and the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman. It's like who's the real Superman? And then you got Batman get his back broke. You know, you got Nightfall. Ooh. Yeah, and then you got this, and it's like wow. What is happening? You could also argue Artemis becoming Wonder Woman and Diana getting her cool 90s biker look, which I really like. And I would like, you know, more alternate from DC, maybe make that an alternate skin to Wonder Woman game coming out or something. You know, I'd like that. I want to see Wonder Woman in a leather jacket. But I honestly,
1: Wonder, honestly, Wonder Woman really does really would
0: like work in a video game. Like, I mean, she's getting Monolith is working on a Wonder Woman game. So we'll see whenever that comes out and we'll see if I get a sweet 90s biker alternate Wonder Woman skin instead of just the same outfit from the movies and rebirth that we've had for like eight years this point i want
1: i want her cool um hawk
0: armor that would be Uh, the the golden eagle shit
1: yeah
0: yeah side note wonder woman works better with an axe than a sword i'm just putting that out there honestly honestly
1: true honestly very true i honestly feel like she doesn't nearly need one like when, oh, your tiara, but. Yeah, when your tiara literally can slash the throat of Superman, I think you're good.
0: Yeah, but when you're fighting an army of monsters, you can only th- toss your tiara so many times.
1: True that, true that.
0: But, you know who did need to toss tiaras? Hal Jordan. Because <laughs> he was just tearing through <laughs> the green lantern gore. <laughs> A lot of it with his bare hands. Um, but I think that about covers what this does for continuity. We'll get into more specifics uh, just in the course of the main discussion, but... The third question is, why should you, the audience, care about this? Well, it's quite simple, folks. Because I'm telling you to. Green Lantern's great, <laughs> and it needs more respect. I'm tired of people shitting on Green Lantern because people didn't like the movie. Well, you know what? Guess what? In the, the 12 years since, it's not the worst movie DC's put out, so I have that victory. <laughs> All right? Are we you sure that's you- a victory? I mean, it's better than Suicide Squad. It's better than the theatrical cut of Justice League. You know? It's Plenty. better than... Uh, I don't know. It might be it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still not great. It's still not a great movie. But it's not the worst. Okay? It's better than Jonah Hex. You know? No one ever talks about I, Jonah Hex. That movie's so bad, everyone forgot about it.
1: True that. I was just about to say, I totally
0: forgot it doesn't about even. That. It doesn't even get to be a joke anymore. Because it was just so... <laughs> It bad, was so it bad it tried existed. to erase
1: it tried to erase itself from the collective conscience.
0: Exactly, but it's not it's not escaping my consciousness, say that much right now. And then they brought back Josh Brolin as Thanos. So we can have redemption arcs. Uh but in all seriousness, I mean, as we mentioned, this is a big part of Green Lantern lore. It still has impacts that are being felt to this day. So if you at all have any interest in Green Lantern at all, um this is definitely something worth checking out. Even if you just want a general understanding of the DC universe uh, as a whole, this is something that is brought up a lot um, because it was one of the defining moments of the Hal Jordan character. So just read it, you know, give it a try. It's only three issues. It's the shortest Mm -hmm. thing we've recommended so far. I read it in an hour, probably less, more like 45 minutes. You know, It's, it's quick.
1: Yeah, you bre- you breeze through you breeze through it. Now, b- word of ca- word of caution, if you don't want to see uh dismembered
0: limbs, this might
1: not be the comic for you.
0: Oh, it's not that bad. It's it's not like it's published by Image or whatever. This is fine. It's it they're they're not even that dismembered. It's like cuts away. Yeah.
1: but the fact but the fact that I, when you say that, it's like I immediately can think of 12 different seeds that are just over gratuitous image comic stuff
0: yeah i mean yeah well that's because image they can do what they want and we love that for them uh they're fantastic but this is like there's nothing in this that wouldn't be in a pg-13 movie like this isn't i don't don't want i don't want you scaring people thinking that they're coming in for the latest edition of saw
1: oh no, no 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 not like that not like
0: that and you know it's it's a very stylized Green Lantern Eve Island, so you don't even really see any. You only see blood like one time, maybe two times, because I think H- Hal and and
1: yeah, Samantha when and they blood faces
0: fighting each other. Yeah, but the only time you see real blood is when he cuts Boudicca's hand off, and that's just like you yeah. know a quick. Also, break.
1: shout out to Boudicca. Almost forgot about her. She is she she is awesome.
0: If you she becomes an Alpha Lantern.
1: Oh yeah, if you if you ever. Thing. If you ever want to get into Green Lantern stuff but don't have time to read comic books, which, why not? But uh, there's this yeah, cool big time. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's this cool movie called Green, Lan- Green Lantern Emerald Nights. Goes into, like, a few Green Lanterns, and uh, they're pretty cool stories.
0: Yeah, pretty cool stories. It's based on um the tales of the Green Lantern store or Green Lantern Corps story. Um, I believe a lot of that by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, if I am not mistaken. But it was an anthology series, so I think there was more than more than just that creative team. But I'm champing at the bit, Drew. I got I got to ask you some questions about Emerald Twilight. I want to hear your thoughts. All right, are you ready? I am ready. Are you have are you ready to overcome great fear and answer these questions? You know what, Tristan, I believe I am ready to overcome great fear. Okay, well then you won't have to beware of my power. So, Drew, what do you think Emerald Twilight does to and for Hal Jordan's character? Do you feel like his evolution into a villain feels natural based on the type of character that he was? And do you think he works as a villain? You kind of mentioned that earlier, but I want to I dive more deeply into this. I want to hear what you have to say.
1: So, as much as, I, as much as I am on the fence about Hal Jordan being a villain... The irony of it is that he is one of the few characters I could see. Yeah, he could go too far and be a villain. I just feel like that would be a workup because one of the things that Hal Jordan has a problem with, it's cutting back. <laughs> like the man, like the he, man. Is, yeah,
0: he he is someone who likes to go all out.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's one of the reasons why he's one of the greatest Green Lanterns. It's like he because of his ability to go all out, he can overcome nearly any obstacle. That isn't always a good thing, except though.
0: for um, unless they're like in his personal life. <laughs> uh, you know, you know Jordan, let,
1: let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> uh, Hal
0: Jordan only good at being a Green Lantern and flying planes. That's, uh, that's part of why I love him. He's such he's Hal Jordan, great at failing upward, <laughs> and I think he failed upward into villainy. If I'm being honest, honestly,
1: it, it is true. He's he's a mess. Yeah, he he is a mess, but he's our mess. And he's our mess. And one of the, and, uh, I feel like if he, if it was like given a bit more time or if like they utilize the destruction of Coast City a bit more, like before this story happened, because it didn't have, it wasn't like a right away thing. Hal still had other stuff to do before he eventually returned to the, uh, this is, I feel a little tactless saying this, but the smoking crater that was his home,
0: the ruins of Coast City destroyed by Mongol and the cyborg Superman. In the events of the uh, return of Superman. Yeah. So there you go. A little bit of continuity for you.
1: A little bit of continuity. Mongol and Cyborg Superman, they're not the best of friends, but they're scary. Yeah, they scarily work together. Uh, but, of—but uh, well, it's not natural. I do think how Jordan works as a villain. I could see him as a villain. And just like just like with uh, the stories we got afterwards and everything, with him and Kyle Arena. And even with uh, Zero Hour, which has a bunch of problems, but even with Zero Hour, I could see Hal Jordan going down that pathway, especially, yeah. especially as a story for something that was a rushed job. They did everything they could to make you feel like, yeah, Hal is just spiraling downwards, mm-hmm. and it's believable. I really do. I really do think Emerald Twilight does a good job of making you believe Hal Jordan uh, could be a villain. I just think it needed more time to let some of those, some of that stuff flow or to like, yeah. just show the progression instead of feeling like this is a snap.
0: If there had been a full story or, and I don't mean it doesn't have to be like a year long. Like could just been like, even, you know, four or five issues in between him grieving coast city and then becoming this, I don't mean add two more issues to this, but I mean like five issues before this of him in the grieving process. Like, even if it's, more issues, uh, like in the sequence in the first issue, when he's trying to recreate Co-City, and he's processing his grief unhealthily like that, even if there had been a story arc leading him to feeling like that's what he has to do, feeling maybe he could bring it back, and just diving into that a little bit more, I don't think it would have felt as as much of just a snap. It's like, oh, he's bad now. But I agree, what it does feel like he turns to villainy kind of quick in that instance, but once he does it, like it it's one of those things we've talked about where it's like i like the end product i don't love how we got there in this instance i love the end product and i love i guess the middle product of oh how's bad now so once he's just made that decision like once he it, it's the part where the guardian's like return to oh, immediately and he's like all right i guess i'm bad now sucking in the the energy from the projection and you he's know- like yeah, what?
1: you know it, the fact that it was the guardians that made him snap makes way that too much makes a lot of sense, sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense
0: those little <laughs> those, yeah, little, those bastards. little gnomes as, as sinestro calls them in some of the animated movies those mm-hmm. little fuckers are great on the nerves but the moment hal says oh i'll return to Oa, but you're not gonna like me when i get there like it's like all right i'm in like uh, <laughs> like that <laughs> g- great like you know what yeah the guardians are being real annoying go beat their asses because this is not the time and there's an argument to be made that like hey he didn't want to hurt the rest of the re corps they kept getting in his way and what's how jordan has decided to do something there's getting no in his him. way it's not gonna work out like he's just either you're gonna go down or he's gonna go down but he's it's very rare, and I'm sorry to say it, but it's very rare that <laughs> you're gonna reason without Jordan once he's like dead set on, this is the right thing to do. He's very similar to Tony Stark we talked about uh, in the last episode, where it's like, no, once he's like, this is it, then it's like, alright, well okay, (laughs) I guess we're going to be cutting off the hands of our former, you know, core members and then uh, just leaving them out in space (laughs) to die. One of the
1: reasons why I love the Amalgam version of Tony and the Lantern, it's like, him and Hal Jordan work way too well together as a character.
0: They do. And it's funny because I like Hal so much more than I like Tony Stark. And I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Just, but they... They would definitely be friends if they were in the same universe. The same way uh, I think Hal and Carol Damers would be friends. Like, they're both Air Force pilots. They both love space. Like, they're both very headstrong, determined to do whatever they want to do.
1: Honestly, now, now I'm just imagining them as an amalgam where it's like you have um, where you have the um, powers of the Kree, but also with the, uh, the Star Sapphire Ring. What would their name be?
0: That's a good question. Think th- think on it in the back of your head, and I want an answer by the end of the episode. Understood. But as for how I feel about Hal as a villain, I agree with with you know him, what you're saying about him as a villain. Zero Hour, a little bit messy as a story, not necessarily the best. But once Hal's decided to be that villain, once he's in the Parallax outfit and he's like, "I'm Parallax now," it's like, okay, great. He's the villain, and he's awesome. Like even though the story itself messy. Love the love the moment where he and Green Arrow face off right before, you know, the the, the climax, and there's like Hal, Oliver, and Oliver's like, bro, f- fucking chill. And he's like, nah, I'm a bad guy now. You <laughs> once Hal has decided to be bad, it's like, okay, dope. He's in it. Like, this is this is awesome. He's a cool villain. Got a great design. Like, shout out to Daryl Banks for that parallax design. He's just he really striking. And it f- does feel natural in the sense of, like you said, like, Hal goes all out. He's very headstrong. He's, you know, he was always, mm, well, wouldn't say always, because there is the the good contrast between him and and Green Arrow in the classic Green Lantern-Green Arrow run, where he was more the authority mm-hmm. figure. But despite that and, and his more militaristic background, he does have a history of questioning authority like there was uh for a, a good long while before the even i think it was before infinite crisis where he was pretty much forced by the guardians to leave earth and just go around in space for a year because he just spent too much time on earth. he's like i don't want to he's like no you're going or else we're kicking it out of the core um so he has a history of sticking to his own guns and in this instance his own guns were Let me suck down that sweet, sweet Owen power battery and let me try and recreate Coast City with my own willpower, which was real cool and real sad and also pathetic. It's like, damn, he's broken right now. I think that was a good way of showing like how broken he was. Like he was making his parents and you could see his relationship with his dad wasn't great at first because he was his subconscious was creating his dad exactly how it was. And then Mm -hmm. right before the guardians cut him off he's trying to talk to his dad again he's about to make his dad say what he always wanted to hear that he was proud of him and yet you know when when that is snatched away i think that's a a key moment of like okay no like guardians now was not the time like this man was trying to get some catharsis
1: that actually was a question i wanted to um ask of you because Mm -hmm. do you think Hal would have been better if he had heard that from his dad or would it have been worse if it happened like a second later before being cut off that he heard it I
0: I think he might have been a bit better off, because a lot I'll be honest, a lot of this seems like he could have used a hug. <laughs> like <laughs> he could have used someone there to talk him down from doing what he was about to do. Like was him trying to recreate Coast City with his ring a good idea? Was going to work out? No, no, no it wasn't. <laughs> and instead of coming and talking to him calmly, like Hal, I know this is a lot right now. Like you're grieving, you to process this instead the guardians come and say hey bad no you can't do this and the moment you tell hal he can't do something it's like oh you want to bet like
1: (laughs) it's like like he takes it as a challenge we will see about that
0: exactly (laughs) he's like one of the the one of the difficult toddler where it's like you tell him don't do it don't touch that and they're gonna go touch it it's like oh so you saying i can't recreate co with my ring Fine, I'm going to go into your power and I'm going to recruit it with your power. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Um, So yeah, I think if he'd had a brief moment of catharsis, by this point, Barry Allen was already dead. If Oliver, maybe Oliver and Dinah had got to talk to him, if Jon Stewart had got to talk to him, even if Superman had come and been like, hey, I'm sorry that two of my bad guys blew up your city, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, my bad, Al. Did not see that coming it's like did not. Sit. I was like, sorry, I was dead at the time, bro. Or I was just coming back to life. So it's been rough on all of us, King. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, if he'd had, if he'd been able to to actually talk out with someone, then, I it would have gone differently. Especially because when you take the 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 retcon into consideration, this was the moment that moment when he's kneeling in the crater and he like tries to recreate the city. And we'll we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about the retcon, but that's when Parallax is able to that's when he's at his weakest, his yep. most vulnerable. That's when Parallax is able to latch onto him. So if he'd had someone there to talk him down and be like, hey, you know, obviously they wouldn't say, hey, don't listen to the psychic yellow fear bug in your brain, because they wouldn't know about it. But it's like, hey, like, focus on who you are, like you're Hal Jordan, like you're gonna get through this. You did everything you could. Um, then yeah, I think things would have would have ended up quite differently but you know he was real cool as a villain so i'm not really complaining about it
1: yeah and we need more we need more comics where superman comes and just h- gives a hero a hug when he needs a
0: bro superman probably gives such great hugs like come on that that big old slab of kansas beef you're telling me he's not just out here just he's like a giant teddy bear he's like a giant he's probably warm because he's solar powered you know true that comforting just a big mass of a man telling you hey man i'm sorry your city got blown up but it's okay like come on that's what you need
1: yeah whenever i whenever i envision superman to the superhero community it's like initially initially my thought was he's kind of like your dad but then i was like nah he's more like your grandpa he's trying to give you advice and let you do your own thing but he's also like gonna be there when you need him it's like he's kind of like your grandpa
0: I well I think it depends on on the age range. Uh like for definitely for someone like uh let me think. Who who would we say would, I'm trying to who's the youngest? Oh, I am you Drake's young, but he doesn't really listen to He doesn't no, listen Damien. to anyone. At this point, Tim Drake's like 21. So I'm not even going to
1: Yeah, but true, but he would probably see Superman as grandpa. On. Also, nah,
0: I realistically, I don't think anyone sees Superman as grandpa. I think they they mostly see him as dad or or fun uncle. Well, I mean, not fun, Uncle. Caring, Uncle. Genuine, (laughs) Uncle, that you. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Superman, Superman would be willing to take you up into space if he believed you could handle it. I see fun. Yeah,
0: but that's not grandpa vibes. Yeah. Okay. He's not. He's not not taking you. He's not taking you space fishing and telling you about the good old days. (laughs) (laughs) You know when apples cost a nickel. Um. But anywho, anywho, let's get into this this retcon uh, because we've danced around a lot. For those who are not familiar. Um, the retcon that we've been mentioning was first put into place with Green Lantern Rebirth in 2004,
1: I believe. 2004, Hold on, I'm really, I'm looking that up because we should. Yeah, look that. it up.
0: I want to say 2004 to 2005. Um, it's a miniseries by Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Sciver. 2004. 2004. See, I fucking I should never doubt it myself. I fucking I fucking know. I know the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, <laughs> beware your power. Beware, bro. Beware my motherfucking power. Come on. I went to DragonCon, got Phil Lamar to sign a Green Lantern comp for me. Had him right, "Beware my power." So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm an honorary member of the Corps, man. Now. But I'm so jealous right now. I tell you what, man, you should uh, have come. I could. You should have been that. less financially responsible. <laughs> Make bad decisions <laughs> like me. Um, but anywho. This retcon, basically what it is, is that, turns out, Parallax wasn't just some cool name that Hal Jordan picked, because it sounded badass. Parallax is actually the living embodiment of fear, imprisoned within the Green Lantern Central Power Battery. Alright.
1: And in the infinite wisdom of the, of the stupid little troll gnomes, they told no
0: one. They didn't tell anyone. They're like, ah, we don't need to worry about this. We don't need to let anyone know that this is why Green Lantern rings are vulnerable to the color yellow. Because Parallax is yellow and he's an impurity in the battery. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it, which also great retcon for why they're vulnerable to yellow. That's cool. There's, see, it's when it works, it works. And when Hal was at his most vulnerable moment, Parallax connected to him through his ring from which is connected to the central power bar slithered in his mind it was like i'm possessing you now now i'm going bad and i'm gonna just just fucking kill everybody um i'm gonna make my own world yeah real cool retcon now this was revealed as you know how was being brought back to life from the dead because after emerald twilight he stays parallax for a couple years you know he tries to reset the universe in zero hour it doesn't really work out well for him and then he just goes back to being Parallax. Then you got a little event called Final Night, where the Earth is eaten by a Sun Eater. I mean, not the Earth. The Sun is eaten by a Sun Eater. Uh, I shouldn't have said the Earth because it's called the Sun Eater, not the Earth Eater. And <laughs> Hal's like, they beat the Sun Eater, but the the Sun, the star, is still dying. And they're like, Hal, come on, bro, you're still a hero. And he's like, you know what? You're you're damn right I am. And he goes and he dies reigniting the Sun. Real cool, all right. He has a hero's journey, returns to being a hero after being a bad guy, and even in death, he then becomes the the new host for the Spectre, all right. And he gets a cool redemption arc there, and then they bring him back as Green Lantern, and it's like boom, it was parallax. You still did some fucked up things, but yeah. y- you didn't just turn evil on your own. It was parallax partially puppeting you around. Um, so now that we've established the parallax red and what it is? The okay. special fear bug. The special fear bug. How do you feel about it in comparison to a? How it changed the events of *Emerald Twilight*, and now that it's been twenty years since they introduced the redcon, it, does it still hold up for you, Drew? Like, what's it, what are your feelings on it on a macro sense? Essentially, thirty years after this story.
1: Initially, I didn't like it when it was coming out because I felt like it was interfering with his redemption arc. Then they, then during Rebirth, they made it clear, like, you still made those decisions. It's like, Parallax might have been influencing you, quote unquote, but those were still your decisions. I mean. Yeah. It was they, still, it was
0: still his instincts. And, yeah. and Parallax was just like, yeah, do it. Give in it, to him. <laughs> he's like,
1: he, he's like a uh, Palpatine. Do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. There's big Anakin and Vader parallels with, with Hal Jordan uh, becoming Parallax.
1: Yeah. So uh was actually pretty glad about the retcon, especially since it kept introducing more stuff with Green Lantern mm-hmm. and uh their mythos and everything. It's like from this one retcon, the Green La- the Green Lantern core and the universe itself felt like it was expanded and enhanced. Yeah. i mean
0: it ultimately led to us getting the sinestro core which then led to us getting a bunch of other green lantern cores that have become fan favorites like this, this was it was the start of jeff john's green lantern run which became one of the defining i would say one of the defining dc comics runs of the 21st century
1: i'm honestly gonna say the defining comics run because a lot of stuff peter a lot of stuff came from this and even with like and because of how good it was, even when like DC decided to retcon, they're like, okay, we're keeping two people the same: Batman
0: and Green Lantern. That's true. And it well, it worked out better for Green Lantern than it did in Batman because yeah. a lot of the Batman was like, Batman's been around for five years; he's got four fucking Robins. With I'm so, Green I'm Lantern, so. it's like, all right, what? I'm sorry. Did he go
1: into the hyperbolic time chamber from um,
0: Dragon Ball to do all this? I mean, yeah, that's how it goes. He's got one in the back ape, don't you know? Um, and don't get me wrong, them condensing Green it. Lantern's whole history down to five years is also, also- confusing. But it's like, okay, I guess it just means Hal was dead for one year, and then Kyle became real. I don't know. It's not. I, yeah, there's and a we- reason why we're all glad that they've done away with that weird little timeline. The DC universe yeah. is back to have been around for like. Yeah. You know, I also 13, I also kept
1: years. asking the question if everything that happened to Hal was still in canon. Does that mean he still went on a road trip with? Um Oliver and like just had the Green Lantern
0: Green Arrow series. Well it wasn't in the new fifty-two, but I'm pretty sure it is back in continuity now. It better be. It better be No, I think it is now because in yeah. the in the, the It was ongoing with... in the in the current Green Arrow series happening right now, Parallax is making an appearance. I'm guessing it's the Parallax that ran off on his own after the events of Convergence. So I'm excited seeing that. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is my homie. We're friends. And if you recall, when Green Arrow died, as Parallax is the one who brought him back. True So that. there's going to be... I'm hoping we get more answers about about the current Green Lantern, Green Arrow dynamic there. But they are, in fact, the best of homies. And as far as I'm concerned, it's still canon. But we're getting off off topic. So back to how we feel about the Redcon all these years later
1: yeah so feel so feels i feel pretty good about the retcon i i like it i also like that they do not try to absolve how of the decisions and everything it's like oh yeah you still were like the person who killed a lot of us and everything and it's like even with the emotional return of Killawak and everything a lot of other legends were like y- you killed us man it's like yeah. I, I get i get you're like good
0: now well, it's not even the the ones that the other ones that he killed, they stay dead. The ones that come back like Boudica and Hanu and for, for the listener on Hal's way to the central green Lantern planet of Oa, the guardian sent a bunch of his fellow green lanterns to stop him. And he beat the shit out of all of them uh, in space and took their rings and then just, just used all these rings to keep beating up more and more green lanterns until he gets to Oa and the guardians let Sinestro out of the battery who's his arch and who had been in prison there. He was also four years later, And they're like, Hey, Sinestro, get this guy. <laughs> and he fucking murders Sinestro. <laughs>
1: now, now that I think about it, every time those stupid little gnomes say, this is the greatest green lantern of all time. It,
0: it does not work out for them. They just stop saying that they're jinxes. Yeah. They're jinxes. So how kills Sinestro and then sucks up all the power from the battery and kills the guardians. Like, ah, I'm bad now. And then Ganthit, who's the last living guardian. is like, all right, and the only good green. one the only good one shout out again that loves a little ponytail he goes to new york and he's like or not new york at the time it was la and he was like hey you guys stepping out in the alley to to pee you know when you're leaving the club you'll take do. this ring yeah he's like you'll do you'll have to do and Kyle's like what <laughs> what do i do now and that's the origin of Kyle rainer but anywho these lanterns that Hal just left in space like they eventually get Captured or whatever, they get found. They come back later as as part of Hal's Redemption tour after Rebirth, where they still have a lot of beef with Hal. and rightfully so because the last time he saw them, he left them for dead. And they're called the Lost Lanterns. It's real fucking cool. Um, but yeah, no. So Jeff Johns has the this, coolest fucking names, man. God, he does. He's great at naming things. Well, he was great at naming things. Now it's kind of like, all right, you gotta it's you, we don't have to get into Jeff Johns at all. But his work these days is not. Not what it used to be. Mm. Everything post Flashpoint, I'm gonna be honest, kind of, kind of a flop. Except for Aquaman. The Aquaman stuff was good, but past that, you know, it's kind of, it is what it is. Um, but anyway,
1: what we about talking
0: you? about? uh Yeah, I. <laughs> it's it's funny because, like I said, this retcon was always inherent to the way I understood Hal Jordan growing up. Because you know, when we're little. The Green Lantern we know is Jon Stewart on the Justice League cartoons. And you start reading the comics, like, oh, well, John's still here, but also Hal Jordan is is the Green Lantern. Interesting. Oh, he was bad and then he died and came back to life, and he's good because he was possessed by a big alien fear bug. Interesting. So it's hard for me to separate the retcon from just who Hal Jordan is as a character to me. Um, there is a part of me. And we'll get into, I, I'll just go ahead and tie this into our next question, which is, should Hal have remained parallax or should he have just stayed dead? No. There is a part of me that would have been interested in seeing a timeline where it's was like, no, Hal just stayed up straight, stayed dead, uh, and there was no parallax incident, and He was just a specter and he had that redemption arc, like you were saying. Um, but... No, these days I I am I am glad for the retcon. I like everything it led to. Uh, I love having all the different lantern cores, especially the Sinestro core. um, and I think it it has added layers to a character that many people think many people think Hal Jordan is the most boring Green Lantern. Um, that cannot be further just, from the truth they think he's just this he's just the generic like straight man like oh and i don't mean straight man like oh he's straight he likes someone i mean straight man like he's the straight man to someone more loud and cranky like green arrow um yeah. but they think he's just this standard like i fight for good you know or i'm i'm just the template but i mean he is a a very interesting and flawed character and a lot of that springs from stories like this that then are fed into the retcons like he is he's kind of a mess of a person i think that's one of the best things about emerald twilight is it's one of the times where you get to see like oh even with his green lantern ring like how jordan is a, a flop of a man he's just he's a mess like, like if he's a, not like sorry a, go ahead
1: like I, I was about to say there was a time where he did not have his ring and it was only for one issue or or maybe like one and a half. But basically Well, there have been
0: a couple of times where he gave up his ring and it's just like this is not working out for you, Chief. Yeah, but it's
1: like <laughs> but it's like he cannot exist without being a Green Lantern. It's like I don't think he can even go back to being a pilot anymore. It's just being a Green Lantern is who he is. That's who he
0: is. And I think that is such an integral part of why he was able to crack the way he was in turn parallax, because even though he he's not good at anything else. He's always good at being Green Lantern. Then you have this moment where he failed as Green Lantern. He failed to save his home and the people that mattered to him. And so he's like, all right, shit, I'm, I'm a fucking failure. And he has that moment where he's asking his dad to say he's proud of him. He's like, why would I be proud of you? You got Co-City destroyed. And so he's that's his own subconscious telling him, like, you're not worth anything. You're just bad at everything unless you're being a Green Lantern. And, you know, guess what? He comes back to life in the retcon. He's Green Lantern again, and he's great at it. Is he good at the rest of his life? Not a chance now. He's still not good at, it <laughs> at his life. You know, Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp's run was all about how being Green Lantern is the only thing he can really be. Um, Robert Venditti, his, his time on the Green Lantern books was pretty much just exclusively green lantern is space centric because hal's not great at being on earth the current stuff uh the the current issues with jeremy adams and Zermetico for green lantern hal jordan it's hal being forced to be back on earth for a while and guess what but he's been gone so long his life is a mess he's just a doof who fails upward into being green lantern and that's why he's so cool he's such a flexible character you can put him in any situation it's like well It's probably he's he's we'll see how he fails up for this time he's kind of an idiot savant (laughs) like he's just he's just stubborn and and headstrong enough to succeed which is why he was for the most part a pretty solid villain because then he's like all right i'm doing this no one's gonna stop me
1: it's like hey you're the new you're that new guy kyle right uh don't want to hurt you but get out of my way
0: or i will yeah get out of my way because i'm the green lantern bitch it's like, all right, well, Hal, you just said you're Parallax. Like, make up your mind. Are you Green Lantern or are you Parallax? Like, you're still green. I get that, but pick a pick a theme. Pick struggle, dog. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so answering this question, at least in terms of how the ret- I feel about the retcon, I love it. It's intricate to my understanding of Hal Jordan. But then following up on the should Hal have remained Parallax or stayed dead, I am, there is a part of me that's like, what what is that timeline like? Like, we we've talked about this before uh well for years where it's like if i still had my way you know the superman would still be blue aquaman might have a hook hand like bruce wayne would still be dead there is a real part of me that it's that is like you know what no like when these characters die let's leave him dead the only character for dc that i'm like no bring him back uh superman like if superman had been the only hero that they killed and brought back to life at dc would have been just fine because he's superman like he's he should be the one who can do what no one else can. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. everyone else, it's like, it would have been really cool to see the new generation, you know, have obviously Barry died and Barry should have stayed dead. Um, And yeah. Wally filled his boots admirably and became the flash for a lot of people, myself included. Kyle became the green lantern for a lot of people. Like you just said, he's your favorite green lantern to read about. Like he's, he filled Hal's boots in a way that he hasn't been able to, have that spotlight again since not just because hal's back and he's become you know the marquee green lantern again but because there have been now multiple green lanterns after kyle so he's kind of you know sandwiched in the middle where it's like all right what what purpose does kyle serve now um but yeah so had hal stayed dead i would have wanted it to be in a continuity where everyone else was also stay dead bruce wayne died guess what this we got a new Batman, like Wonder Woman said. Donna's the new Wonder Woman. Like, let's just let let let's do it. Yeah, but that yeah, being give said, the, give
1: Donna Troy her due. I need to I need bro, to interrupt because give Don, she
0: give Donna Troy oh, her due. Man, oh my god, Donna's oh so good.
1: She's so good, but she is also so misused by the writer. By um, and DC. her,
0: and uh, let's not even get into how fucking confusing her origin story is. I mean, sweet which one? Exact home. Don't even. Maybe we'll do a special uh, um <laughs> you know we've talked about doing character histories I think I think Donna Troy is one that we're gonna have that one's gonna take a lot of work oh, on our yeah. parts, but we got to talk about Donatroy. Troy, but hey, you know, the new Tales of the teen Titan series is is the mini series is is establishing their origins in the current continuity. I think Steve Orlando is writing Donna's uh, he's a solid he's a solid writer, so maybe he'll be able to make some sense of what Donna Troy has going on but tying it back to Ring Lantern, Donna Troy dated Kyle Rayner Mm -hmm. in his first series after the death of Hal Jordan. So see, it's all connected, guys. This is why continuity is great, because it's all connected. It's all Um, there. But yeah, so there's a part of me that wish Hal... I won't say there's a part of me that wishes that Hal had stayed parallax because his death and when he reignites his son as parallax, but he's like, it's the moment where the old Hal comes through and he's a hero again. I think that's great. Like, that's one of my favorite hal jordan moments period and yeah. you wouldn't get that without this character arc, his descent into madness and villainy and and his trying to reset the entire universe in zero like i i, I hope we're not underselling it. people like hal kills hal, a lot of green lanterns and he and was, then when he and he was well, trying hold on to murder hold on oh, go ahead because we didn't even we didn't even point this part out when he absorbs all the power from the central power battery and kills the guardians he takes all of the all of the Green Lantern power and absorbs it. Like, all of it. Every ring that is connected to the central power battery no longer works. Like, so any other Green Lantern who was just flying out in space at the time, dead. Any Green Lantern who was in the middle of a fight at the time that wasn't sucking up that battery, dead. Like, so, so that. And then he used that power to try and reshape the universe with a new, like, big bang in Zero Hour, to rewrite time so that Coast City would be back. He was saying he was doing it to fix errors in timeline. He's like, I'm going to save everybody. But through him messing with time, obviously timelines are going to change. People end up not existing because he is fiddling with stuff. So Hal, like, went full-on, like, Thanos. Like, I'm the only one who can fix this. Um, So that makes his his death, when he's like, no, sacrificing himself to save Earth that much more satisfying Like you know what no shit he the old howl's back now should he have stayed dead i don't know he's real cool as a specter
1: he's real cool as a specter The like him as a specter has been my favorite specter and that is hard for me to say because ooh, the specters had some good some good hosts and some good i mean
0: christmas christmas uh christmas allen real cool it was cool seeing the Mm -hmm. specter with a goatee but I think, I think also what it is you know, that was cool about Al it's that his Spectre outfit was just his Green Lantern outfit with inverted colors, and then the cloak, and it's like, oh, that's really cool. It's It that was it's, really dope. It was real cool. Um, So yeah, there is a part of me that wishes he hadn't come back to life, but then I'm torn, because if he hadn't come back to life, we wouldn't have gotten all the stuff that we've just been gushing about for the last, you know, however many minutes. And also, if... We hadn't gotten this retcon, then Sinestro also would have stayed dead because it's revealed on the retcon. Psych, like, Hal never killed Sinestro, he just thought he did. Sinestro was the one who was like, Hey, Parallax, why don't you go sniff out jordan's ring? Why don't you go, uh, why don't you go fuck with that guy? Because how because Sinestro, number one hater, <laughs> it's like, hey, that guy's life, turn him <clears throat> into a murderer. Um, I love, I love also the, I love
1: also like, like the irony of it because Hal legit sees Sinestro as a friend. And in his sick, twisted mind, Sinestro sees Hal as his best friend as well.
0: Yeah, they see each other as best friends, but they also... It's its even more fucked up than Professor S and Magneto. Because at least those two have a common goal. They just disagree. But these two have tried to murder each other several times. But it's still like, hey man, we're still homies. Yeah. Even though you're a galactic terrorist. Yeah.
1: It's like, th- this is how I like to put it. When it comes to every other Green Lantern, because technically Sinestro is also the rival the um rival or um dark image of every other of every of the other main lanterns. Um excluding Jessica including Jessica and uh Simon since they are new and they haven't really interacted with him. Uh but And and
0: Joe. They Joe I don't think Oh, yeah. Joe's never really had a, a beef with Sinestro one yeah. on one.
1: Yeah, but from the origin from, from the original lineup of Earth Lanterns, it's
0: like The four Cormen as they call them.
1: The four core oh that actually is cool. So the four corpsmen, like they have all had rivalries with Sinestro and everything, and he loves making their lives miserable. But but if you ask Sinestro, who is the person he would make his life miserable, but also like have his back if they if he needed to. It's ironically Hal. It's a weird, dark friendship.
0: But yeah, if Hal stayed dead, Sinestro would have stayed dead, and we wouldn't have gotten all this great Sinestro content. Sinestro is my favorite. Like villain, so then i'm i I'm, I'm extra torn on that it's it's I think there would have been merit to Hal staying dead, maybe they could have had it that actually you know no, they could have they could have had Hal stay dead and snatcher come back he Because he was always apparently alive, he was just like, yeah, I just I was just stuck in the battery with with parallax, and I was like, oh, the guardians didn't tell me about this, okay, go fuck up that guy, and then he made a construct that Hal killed that wasn't really. Sinestro that Hal killed that was an energy contract so that could have still been the case and Hal just I mean Sinestro just pops up hey Kyle Rayner bitch I'm the guy that was fucking with Hal Jordan and guess what I made him kill everybody and now I'm a Sinestro Lantern
1: yeah and that obviously would have been a cool way for Kyle to like cause a lot of people like say like Kyle never fully surpassed Hal I think he did but if you want that definitive moment like him having to not only him beating
0: the guy who fucked over Hal so bad and ruined his legacy yeah yeah would have done something i mean you know kyle did become ion that yeah was real cool
1: became Ion. honestly he, he i believe he you're...
0: essentially became god
1: yeah it's like he he became the white lantern is the only one to have mastered all the lantern powers
0: kyle rayner has got that dog in him folks <laughs> oh, kyle Rayner has that dog in him like with um, kyle,
1: with kyle's life he has to have that dog in
0: him he has oh my god it's yeah. like, it's tell like, you what kyle Rayner has taken some l's in his day and i hate that for him but as a reader Love that for me, because <laughs> that man just know That man overcomes. All right. Never. It, nevertheless, he persists.
1: It, it's like he might not always overcome his great fear, but he will persist through it.
0: He will persist, and I think that is also a, a big part of why Kyle became such a fan favorite especially compared to Hal because you know one of the big things about being a Green Lantern originally was like oh you have to be totally without fear you know whereas with Kyle he was the first one I was like oh he's just a guy and he's not gonna be like oh I'm without fear he's he's gonna be afraid but he was the first one to really know fear and overcome it and that is that's something that set him apart from previous Lanterns and it's something that especially makes him a really interesting contrast as the legacy to Hal Jordan because and I'm sure we'll talk more about this when we eventually do an episode on a Kyle Rayner story but for so much of him being Green Lantern he just hears about how great Hal was now he was totally without fear and he's like that's not me that's never gonna be me but like I'm still gonna do my best and you wouldn't have gotten that without Hal going crazy and trying to kill everybody and killing, succeeding, in killing a lot of people, including his his best homie killwalk, which is heartbreaking. But yeah. also
1: unique. Also unique of the core, man. Kyle was the first Green Lantern that Batman liked.
0: That's true because he's like, oh, you can listen to this guy, or this guy will like actually listen to me. This is this is nice. He's not immediately like, um, ah, I'm, I know what's best. He's just like, oh no, you're yeah, you're
1: you're you know, a pretty, yeah, you're a, you're a pretty chill dude. It's like okay, you'll look- do.
0: I think at this point now, it's been said that Simon is is maybe batman's favorite uh green lantern but
1: don't like how that happened because i like simon's unique dichotomy of i won't always rely on the ring but that was kind of taken away in in his storyline and everything yeah that
0: yeah. was all, that's a yeah that's a whole other thing eh. that's a whole other bag of chips the, yeah. the way yeah. they've handled the green lanterns over the last few years i don't know man
1: well i i still love Je- i still love jessica cruz like she is love jessica of cruz. the new of the new lantern she is my favorite and you know, you know me, when I heard, when I, every time I hear Jessica Cruz news, I am like, okay, okay, what are they doing with my baby?
0: You're on, you're on, you're on the cruise for cruise news. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love all of the, the human Green Lanterns. Like, even though I mentioned how Kyle became sandwiched by, like, yeah. his, his successors, like, they're all still great characters. So I'm not really complaining. I'm more just annoyed that DC doesn't give them anything to do, uh... There's also get
1: there's also Guy Gardner, but I honestly think Guy works less as a protagonist and more as a side char- and more as a, and more as a side character or like in an ensemble. Just because. Oh, whenever... oh. sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, it's just because whenever he is the focus, I don't think they do a good job of balancing his uh, flaws with what's good about him, and most of the time mm-hmm. you see his flaws come out more him out more, or he doesn't really like either learn his flaws or use his flaws creatively. It's just like I guess the best way of saying it is like Guy Gardner is the definition of I'm going I'm going to hit something really 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 hard, but my emo- yeah. but I will also have emotional growth while doing it.
0: And I would I'll I'll co-sign that to an I said, I do think of the Lanterns like Guy is the one that works best just as an ensemble character, but I do think when there there are a couple where I was just like, okay, when they got their hands on, they get their hands on Guy, and it's like, bet. Like, you know, like Pete Tomasi, I think, is great with Guy Gardner, especially when it's, he's, like, co uh Green Lantern Corps. Um, that's always, since, since that title's been reestablished uh, or revived uh, after Rebirth, like, that was always kind of like the Guy Gardner book, Green Lantern Corps. Um, and also uh, Robert Venditti, I think, does a great... Um, is a great guy, Gardener.
1: Yeah. But also let him, let him and Ice finally have their relationship.
0: I need to say that's a that. whole yeah, that's a whole other thing. I look, I loved Human Target, and that was an Elseworlds thing. Uh, but you know, the, I I can see why some people didn't necessarily like Guy in that. Um, but yeah, Drew, what are your what are your favorite moments from Emerald Twilight? Before we fly off into that Emerald Sunset. The... Honestly, I'm just,
1: honestly, because this is so short, I'm only going to do one. Him, cre- uh, him creating Coast City with his ring. That is just a... You will feel so many mixed emotions as a Hal Jordan fan when you see it. And even when you go back to it, it's just... Oh. It's a gut punch, but it's also so good. They really knew what to do with uh, using they Green did. Lantern's powers. I'll
0: tell, tell you what. I'll tell you what, Drew. I think you and me can agree. Ron Mars and Daryl Banks, and who was the colorist? Who would you point out? Stanton. Oh yeah, Stanton. Stanton? Stanton. Uh No, Steve. Steve Mattins. Steve. Steve Madden. Who was I thinking? Of? Why was I thinking of Joe Stanton? Steve Mattins, I tell you what, they were cooking. <laughs> they cooked. Were, they cooked. Some someone cooked here. Um, but no, you're you're totally right. Ah, I'm trying to think. What are my? I don't know if I can bullet it down to just. I'll try and bullet it down to just two. Now three moments. Because there, there's three moments that <laughs> that I love. Um, one is the moment when he drains the the guardians energy projection he's like okay fine like i'll come back to Oa, but you're not gonna like me when i get there top tier top tier moment for me It's just like oh yeah he's angry
1: i always love seeing the guardians get their face.
0: love <laughs> their seeing face. the guardians get their fucking their their comeuppance um second 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 uh moment is when it's kind of I guess it's like one and a half because it's his confrontation with Sinestro where it starts off. He's got that great pose, not the, not the cover where he's like crazy and he's got all the rings, like with his hands in front of his face, but like the one where he's like hunched over, like he's about to fight and he just has a green lantern ring on every finger. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up Sinestro. That's a great moment. But then that just leads into the whole fight with Sinestro, which is one of my favorite moments because Sinestro goads him to be like, bitch, you, you yeah you're gonna win if you have fucking 10 rings but like <laughs> are you mad enough to handle me without it it's like sure you would win but like then you'd spend the rest of your life wondering like damn like was am i always gonna be Sinestro's bitch be <laughs> just been able to beat me in a fight and hal's like you know what okay let's go and he drops all his rings except for one and then he and Sinestro just go at it one-on-one on equal footing and Sinestro almost almost kills him and then how finally snapped he just snaps Sneshro's neck and it's like damn that was hard
1: this yeah. shit goes hard yeah i and i know and i know what you, i know what you're um talking about where he has his um fist clenched, clench everything It looks like he's about to yeah, box yeah, yeah. with the rings man yeah. that that is that, that, that is so a cool. good one i need, i want that framed honestly
0: that's a great cover and then you know what this a little bit of a cop-out but other favorite moment actually no you know what i got two more favorite moments one's not a real just the the splash page well it's not a splash page because it's only a, a single page but the the single page of him like as parallax like once he's got the power that's just an iconic shot so yeah. that's just a cool moment but other favorite moment is kyle getting the ring at the end because it's kyle it's like oh shit this is the birth of
1: the new lantern for a lot of
0: people the green lantern so yeah, shout out to shout out to that moment. Yeah, That's and cool.
1: him in Hal's costume—that was a nice touch.
0: That yeah, was a nice touch, and it's cool when he. God, I, this was the start of like, oh, well, it wasn't the start of the Lanterns customizing their own suits because that happened during the, I want to say during the Lynn Ween run or the Steve Englehart run. No, it was the Steve Englehart run. It was it was when. The Green Lanterns were based on Earth, uh, but this was like the most Jurassic departure. Like, oh, this isn't your dad's Green Lantern. He's not part of the core. He's doing his own thing. Um, but yeah, I, all in all, it's just it's it's a great three issues. Like, it's it's plenty of great moments, even though it's a really quick read. Like people, yeah. people should read it.
1: Yeah, and actually, I'm gonna since you like brought so many, I want one more. Mm-hmm. Bring go on. You, you have a whole core's worth. <laughs> okay. Okay. The- Two, two more. But one, Kilowog just coming and trying to talk to Hal. Like, I don't like how it ends because I don't like seeing Kilowog die. But yeah. I like Kilowog, like, just not trying to blast Hal or anything. He's trying to talk to his friend. Kilowog is, tr- is like, truly your, um your big brother Green Lantern. He always tries to look out for everyone. And Hal is one of his best friends. Like like if Sinestro is like the toxic best friendship of Hal, Kilwog is the true I got your back, you're my brother, best friend.
0: That's that's his boy. That's that's his it's almost like almost like Sam and Frodo, but if Sam was like three times the size of Frodo and also a drill sergeant who's a hard ass. Yeah. (laughs) But very loyal. Less less who
1: can call you out on your shit, man. I love it. Yeah, less
0: Less friends to lovers undertones. Uh, Killog and Hal still pretty platonic, whereas Frodo and Sam, we all know what was happening there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no, they are they're tight. Like that's the that that those are the homies. So having yeah. Hal like that, and I think that is the moment where it's like, oh no, Hal. Like he says it himself. He's like, I've crossed the line. Like I there's no going back now because he blue uh kill
1: <laughs> it's like every other lantern no no one else no one else made him think i went too. he went too far kill walk was the moment he went too
0: far yeah it's like oh that's it yeah <sighs> well drew do you have any final thoughts about green lantern emerald twilight before we fly off into the sunset
1: this is a re- this is a great book and if you need something to get get started with the green lantern it's a weird starting point but it
0: works. It it's works. a weird starting point but it works. I I yeah, I think that is my also my final thought. Great story integral to who Hal Jordan is as the a character these days and the green lantern mythos as a whole and yeah, it's a weird starting point but it's a good one. It works. So when you're done you know, trolling the social medias for us, which you'll find the the links to all of our socials uh, in the description of this episode with uh, what's the what's it called, Drew? What, what's the link tree? That's what yeah, it is. The link. You'll find tree. our link trees. But when you're done perusing our link trees, then you can look at some of the other links in the description of this episode. Can I tell you what? We got some great links in these descriptions. One, you got a link to the nerd stash. All right. One of the nerdiest websites on the net. And boy, are they doing it right over there. Get all sorts of info on comics, you know, video games, movies, TV, tech, all that stuff that you care about. You got it over there. And you can also talk about everything you read in the NerdStash Network Discord, all right? Which also has a link in the description of this episode. But Drew, do you have anything else you would like to add?
1: In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power,
0: green lantern's light. I couldn't have said it any better myself there, pal. So there you go. Until next time, everybody, beware our power. Peace.